Welcome to Americana Quill, writer to writer. Please like and subscribe and tell a friend that likes to subscribe. Today, I'm fortunate to have a childhood friend that I consider a sister, as she considers me a brother. We grew up in the same town, but in different sections. She is an avid reader and lover of the show we are about to break down, which is Lovecraft Country. It is a television show that I heard about, but did not watch until she loved the writing and recommended that I do the same. After watching the first two episodes, I have to say she was right. And I asked her to do a podcast with me where we will break this down. Ladies and gentlemen, I welcome Jesse Creighton. How are you doing? Hi, thanks for letting me on. <laughs> no, thank you for doing this. Like, I'm super glad that you decided to do this. I'm very appreciative. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm doing all right. You know, 2021, it's all about the year of self-awareness uh, and self-care and everything that you want to do for yourself. Just get out and do it, you know. Absolutely. So let's, for the viewers, just know that we try to do this episode and I messed up. So we're going to do this again. So episode one, we're going to talk about the synopsis of Lovecraft Country, which is after arriving in Chicago, Korean war veteran Atticus Freeman discovers a letter from his missing father, Montrose, inviting him to discover, to discover his family legacy in Arkham, Massachusetts. Atticus, his uncle George, who writes a green book style black travel guide, and his friend Letty set off on a road trip to Devon County, Massachusetts. A group of murderous white men chases them out of the first town they stop in, but they escape thanks to the intervention of an unknown white woman who somehow causes the mob cars to flip over. Soon after they encounter the racist sheriff of Devon County, Eustick Hunt, who is eager to enforce the county's sundown law. Just after sunset, the sheriff's deputies force the travelers into the woods with an intent to lynch them. But the entire group is attacked by vicious monsters called Shoggoths. Atticus, George, and Letty find their, fight their way out while the police officers perish. The Shoggoths are called away by a whistle. In the morning, the trio stumbles out of the woods to find an enormous mansion where they are welcomed by a mysterious white man, William, who greets them warmly. So that's kind of the, the premise of the first episode. Sorry for my lack of reading. I usually read in my head, so sometimes it go loud and Fine. <laughs> feels like a challenge. You did better than I would have did. <laughs> so how how you how how did you feel about the first episode initially when you watched it before you started to recap it again? Um, when I first saw it, uh, I was like, "What the hell? What's going on?" This is so good, but I have no idea what's going on. I didn't even think I would be interested in something like this. Um, but for it to be, like, the first episode was really good. And it made me want to come back the next episode. And, like, I'm mad because it was so good the first time. And now I can't remember what I said. I'm sorry. No, 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 don't be. It's, you know, this, um, this happens in, in this business of podcasting, which you'll be having one of your own very soon. So I can't wait for us to talk about that in a little bit. Um, but the first episode, it definitely made me think. Um, trying to figure out how to make everything come together in my head to understand it. Um, but by the end of the episode, you got a clear understanding of how people lived in the Jim Crow times. Right. And so, so good. Yeah. So, for content for the viewers, the the show takes starts off in like 
a time period of the 1950s. I want to say about 54 or 55, if I'm not mistaken. And um, it starts off with um, Atticus on a bus ride trying to head back to Chicago from, I guess, maybe his last tour of duty. I think he was coming from the South, coming back to the Midwest of Chicago. So he was on the back of a bus heading there when, I guess, the bus broke down and they had a, like a little pick-me truck pick up the white folks, but him and some older Black women had to like walk to their next destination to catch the next bus to head home. So instantly, you you're already setting the they're already setting the tone of like the era that they're living in, and then it's interesting because them the the older black woman and Atticus, the protagonist, basically, their first conversation starts off about a book that deals with like a Confederate soldier, and that Confederate soldier, I guess, um, Atticus is enjoying just a good read, but like the woman yeah. is like, why would you ever revere like even wanting to read a book that deals with a Confederate soldier as a hero? So I thought that was very deep and interesting because like even now when you think about it, for our viewer audience, we're actually filming this a few days after what happened on January 6th, which um, deals with like the Confederate flag being inside the state capitol, right? So it's like the whole idea of like, wanted to protect the South is like the South lost when it comes to that type of dynamic. You know what I'm saying? So it's like her saying, why are you revering a loser of them losing? You know, we're not a part. That's not, that's not what this is anymore. And then people want to still revere that and have a reverence for that by bringing that inside of the state Capitol. I think it's, it shows how ahead of the time the filming was also of how far we have not gone yet as far as from the past to now. It doesn't seem like a lot has changed really. Mm -hmm. And it it's sad to see it. You know, some people do have stories to tell. And when a book is written good, like Atticus said, and the story was good and it made him think and everything, like I understand that. Um, it's more of, it's disrespectful um, yeah. to America because America is not one color. America is all colors. Mm -hmm. And the series and the the first episode definitely was an eye opener for someone in 2021 who's not really who wouldn't re who if you've seen the show and you're not really big on it, you know it gives you some type of history. Right. If if you know if you're not into it, it gives you a little bit of background of what went down in that era, and it's true what you said. It doesn't seem like a lot has changed, and it's you know. We should have left the Confederate flag back there in the back. <laughs> right. Know? But like just even that that first opening scene is like now that you think about what just happened a few days ago, even though this is gonna be probably shown in like April, is like just seeing what was shown in that scene of the opening scene of how like how beautifully they put those words together to like relate that message about the Confederate flag, not you know, why why would you even wanna read a book of, of this soldier looking like a hero? Mm-hmm. And then, like, going to, like, the, the chaos that just took place, it's like, no, it's like, you know, that part was very poignant now, especially if you watch that TV show, if you saw what happened a few days ago. Yeah. So I just wanted to, like, bring that up just because, like, I, it just came to me that, like, it's like, wow, like, that was, like, prolific writing and so profound that you wouldn't think much of it unless you, like, really think deeper than what they're writing on the surface, you know? So I just thought that was pretty interesting to I think that's up. exactly why I wrote you about watching it because I said that 
watching it, it, it made me think like everything we're going through like this year and the last couple of years, it, it doesn't seem like anything has changed all the way, especially when the Jim Crow happened in the 1950s and it's 2021 and we're still going through this and it goes back to miss tut saying if you don't learn from your history you're going to repeat it right very true and i think that's why i was so adamant about telling everybody to watch it because you learn so much from storytelling and looking through looking at something being told through someone else's eyes and yeah. it was amazing like the first episode usually for usually pilot episodes are not good and this pilot episode had me wondering you know asking for more and coming back next week you know so i could learn more about what was going on on the series right no i think it was um it's fun it was phenomenal like there's no other ways to put it it was, it was a yeah. great series it's one of those things that um the, the pilot episode gives you just enough to like not be to want to watch more, but not enough where you like, I think I know everything. I don't need to watch anymore. I don't, I think I know the whole premise. It's over. Like you couldn't know which way this was going unless you might've read the book, which I didn't. Yep. I didn't either. Not so, yet. but now I want to read the book though. So um, I just, you know, I just found this to be super like the first, just that first episode. And then. The whole idea of bringing Jackie Robinson being in it, like in, in the beginning of his dream of like the whole episode happening, you know, it was a lot, a lot of things. Just that were, they like, didn't have a lot of they didn't have a lot of role models back then, right? So like for him to be like the the big hero, it's it's crazy. Yeah, that's a big significance in the in the episode that you'll that you'll eventually see during the whole series, right? Um, is that that's how like important role models are especially when it comes to storytelling mm -hmm. and making sure that something is being understood the right way. Um, but also trying to think of what I wanted to say, just seeing how, just seeing how they put everything together and how you started off here. And then, at, you know, with the opening scene and how he was, you know, they wouldn't allow him on the bus, even though he fought for the country. You know, he was a soldier. He was a veteran. You know, we're supposed to, we, we were taught growing up to respect veterans, you know. And for them, just because of the color of his skin, they didn't let him get on the bus. And then by the end of the episode, you know, they went through a whole nother thing of injustice. Um, which it just, that carried through the whole, the whole, um, right. the whole episode. And it was, it was something that made me want to come back next week and watch it. Right. The very, so for, for more context for the viewers, the first episode is basically them just traveling pretty much from Chicago to Massachusetts to try to find Atticus' father, Montrose, who's played yeah. by, um, can't get his name out. I know his last name is Williams. Omar, he played Omar in The Wire. I don't know why well, I can't get his uh, real name Mike, out. Michael K. Williams. Michael K. Williams, yes. So... Michael K plays Montrose, but that's not here nor there because I don't think he comes until late episode two or episode three. But episode one, basically, there's a letter, if I'm not mistaken, right? And then yeah. from that letter, they find out, oh, he willingly went into a car with a white woman, which makes Atticus be like, he would never do something like that. Like, we got to go find him kind yeah. of thing. 
Especially so, because they didn't talk in so long. Right. So that next morning, basically, they mapped out from the Green Guidebook or the, something like that. That what's that? Um, his uncle George basically uh, published like a Green Guidebook to get blacks from like different areas of the country safely. Safely. So from doing that, they found out the ways to travel and they mapped out how to get there. And that's what they decided to do. And as they had to do that, um, his friend Letty, who's played by Journey um, Smollett, is, um, comes along with the ride for whatever her reasons are to get away from Chicago and away from her sisters and some of the things that she's neglecting to be a part of, of her from her past, of like her mother passing and not going to the funeral. So she's just doing things that, you know, a family member you don't expect to do is what she's doing and just like moving forward without thinking about no one else. She's kind of right now involved self-absorbed in her own world, in my opinion. Yep, it's true. So from kind of what we discussed and then a little bit more, what was your favorite scene from episode one? Um, my favorite scene is the opening scene and the closing scene. Um, just as the significance of those scenes, like they set the tone for the whole series. So the epi the the beginning scene was the scene I spoke about of them being on the bus after yeah. he woke up from his dream of like Jackie Robinson slaying a whole bunch of random um, monsters away from them. Yeah. Well, yeah, that part. Of and then, that. right. And then the second scene and then the ending scene is what exactly? For the, for is the, the ending scene is when they, um, they encounter a white police officer on a road that... Oh, when they get chopped up. <laughs> yeah, you know, they they encounter a police officer and the police officer says, uh, it's sundown, you need to get home. And I guess their home was probably about 15 minutes away and it was giving them a solution that wasn't going to have a positive outcome. Right. You know? he, he basically hoodwinked them from like, he sent them in the wrong direction to get away to other cops. Instead, he said, well, you got 10 minutes to get out of here. Yeah. And they thought they were leaving when he asked where's North at or wherever the direction he asked for. He told them it's this way. Mm. And he he basically guided them to get lynched from the sundown law because there was cops waiting by the bridge waiting for them to get there. So and although that, they, they didn't really work out for them. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So that was also my favorite scene, if I'm not mistaken. Was um my favorite scene was after they had to deal with the white cop during sundown, the law was because I never heard of that law ever. And then, like, to see it, I'm sure it existed. I don't think that was, like, necessarily such a, a fictional thing because I could believe that, you know? Oh, no, I believe that it's true. Yeah. So, like, just them having laws of, like, if you're out at night and you're black, you, you're allowed to get lynched in certain counties and towns. It's just, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's... It's sad that, you know, people had to go through that back then. Right, it's not go to jail or get arrested. It's it's you get to get hung kind of thing, and it's, yeah. it's crazy. And um, so after them trying to get hoodwinked, it's when the slogoffs or whatever they call them, those monsters, um, came out at night in the woods where they were trying to hang them, and that's when they all run to a cabin. But from Uncle George being such an avid reader of different books, I think in one of the books he read, it was about um it was the same type of monster and he explained to them i think they're scared of light so when you put light there like it, it will keep them away or whatever and it just shows the reverence of um 
was done in the dark will always come to light. So those cops trying to do something in such a, a dark, shady place as in the woods to like hang someone, but them them knowing that, you know, that stuff will reveal itself eventually. Like it's like, I don't know, it's how to say it more or less more or less, but it's more of the 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 metaphors in it I thought was amazing of like the light of being like, you know, what happens in the dark comes to the light kind of thing. And then them just using the light to get away as far as Letty, George, and Atticus compared to the cops who are trying to do something so vicious and monstrous in the dark are the ones that actually got yeah. killed during that. Because the dark consumes, you know, right. the dark consumes and the light, like the light within, like, you know, right. it helps shine through and it helps keep the darkness away. Um, right. And uh, something of light is knowledge, right? Which Uncle George had mm -hmm. basically of reading his favorite little fiction books, right? So like that gave him the light to say, yo, we gotta, you know, we gotta run to the car and turn on those flash those lights to it's get us so out of here. And I, well, right, <laughs> right. And, but like, I, just putting that all together now, it's like, it gets deeper the more and more you really think to lay it out. And it's not like, like you're smoking weed to make a deeper connection. It's like, no, it's all here. It's just more of, can you grasp it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's true. So yeah, so that's kind of, I thought was pretty cool now that I think about that for sure. So I guess my next question is, who had your favorite performance of the episode and why? Um, for episode one. For episode one, I'm trying to think. I, I'm going to have to go with Tick because the whole episode, he, um, he was showing strength. He was showing how to hold himself as a man, what family's about, making sure you take care of your own, making sure that, you know, you do everything in your power to make sure that you take care of everything. Like sometimes in a, with, sometimes in the books, they, they don't make a good um, first, you know, first pilot. And the way that they wrote this one, it, was just his writing I mean his acting and the way that he gave his all in the show like it blew me away and I don't mm -hmm. really get blown away you know that often but it it made it left me speechless and that's yeah. what you want to feel with a character you know you want to be like wow you leave me wanting more but you satisfied me for the week Right. Know? And just having to reenact that, mm -hmm. especially stories that have been told, you know, and learning from what we learned in the past, like having to go through that, I could only imagine what he had to do to get into character. Right. Absolutely. And to give his all. And there's other parts in the episodes that, you know, I love that you love too. Um, but those are the episodes, those were the things that spoke to me and it set the tone for the whole series. Yeah, I, I truly enjoyed um, Ruby, who's Letty's sister, because Ruby is um, a woman that I think has a lot of confidence and, and although sometimes she lacks it because of what she's going through within the season, but in the very first episode, I just loved her kind of be the center of attention, singing for like her community and yeah. them all having a good time and like 
they kind of show me a way of what I think it used to be like before, like when survival was just about just like maybe getting home safe and that was enough for you compared to like what it is now. It's like we all need a certain amount of funds just to like really get get more out of life compared to back then. And it really showed a true sense of community then where like now it's like it's it's so survival outside of just racism that it's a lot of like um, things that you wish will, will come back kind of when you live in a community of just feeling love, being able to talk to one another. It just seemed very much cohesive the way that whole block party was, right? It was just so peaceful. Yeah. It was just about them having a good time, not trying to stress nobody out. But then the cops come trying to mess it up, right? With like the whole fire hydrant. It's a hot summer day. They're just trying to cool off by keeping the hydrants on. And like the cop is just being like a, a total asshole about it as if he's not hot himself, right? So Like just, he could have kept it moving. Right. Like they weren't even bothering nobody. You just wanted to find something wrong. Kind yeah. To me, they wouldn't be having to play, you know, in the hydrants if you guys put something for them to play, you know, a pool in their area, you know? Right. You can't take away something when they don't, you know, you're not giving them the resources for it. No, absolutely. So I just thought that was very, very interesting just to see that time capsule of the 1950s and like a black party of the community, all of them enjoying themselves. We'll be kind of like, you know, setting off the tone with her, with her singing and stuff. So I just really enjoyed that whole moment. Cause that was like the night before they decided to go on the trip. Yeah. So it's like, this was like their last night of them all joining each other. And now when you think about it, it's the night, the last time, what's his name, had a great night, the last time before he sees his daughter, um, George yeah. and stuff, which we're a little more outside of this episode, but you know, just like leaving your family to try to take these trips weren't easy. And like, this just proved that definitely. During that I era. definitely enjoyed the, the first episode because it, kind of introduced all of the characters and it, it didn't shorthand any of any of the introductions. Right, yeah, it showed them all in life. The only one that we don't see yet is Atticus's father, but that's because yeah, they have to go get him. Right. Um, but when I tell you everybody, like I enjoyed every person that was on there mm -hmm. um, and everything that they brought to the, the table. Like it just was really good. Oh, what happened? Hold on, I am so sorry. No worries. So, okay, I guess my next question is, what spoke to you most about episode one? I know for me, it was like just the time period of the 1950s, then outside of like segregation and redlining that they worked hard and continued to uphold like Chicago and showing the level of love and the sense of true community is what I love the most about the whole episode. And then, like um, Dee giving her father like her little comic book. I guess they have a little ritual where she'll always create a comic book. So I thought that was pretty cool too, you know? So like, just like showing a doting father to his daughter and his loving wife before he goes out into the world kind of like, you know. That's what family is, is making sure you give the right amount of love before you don't see them for a while. Um, right. And that's what I really enjoyed about it was the community feeling, like you said. Um, mm -hmm. Also learning you know, learning about what's going on in, in that era. Right. Um, but also realizing that, you know, I never would have thought I would have liked a series like this. Yeah. Yeah, um, it was super, super unique, just the way they positioned everything. Like, I, I'm super, like, 
in awe of how they did that. Yeah, like it, it's like I said before, it's a secret society, sorcery, other worlds, ghosts, time travel, and a Jim Crow era all in one series. And, and they kind of show all of that in the first episode too, right? Exactly. Like I, that's what I'm saying. Like usually podcasts aren't that great, and that pod podcast, that pilot was amazing. Yeah. You know, it was it was well thought out. They must have took their time writing it and making sure to get it perfect. Because yeah. I feel like I haven't seen a series like that in a very long time where they made sure that everything was perfect. Yeah, you know? like every everything was perfect. Everything kept you loopy, wondering what the hell is happening. Like there was a lot going on. But I'm sure if you read it, you probably would know more. But since I didn't read it, I was just really just entertained and just amazed by it. Yeah. I told you I have the I got the book, but I just got it late. <laughs> um, yeah. So that will be the first thing that I read in 2021. Um, but just if if the book is 10 times better than the series, I can't wait to eat it. <laughs> you, I can't wait to dive in and <laughs> devouch everything that I come to it. No, um, of course. Especially because on the book it says it's a New York bestseller. Um, it's brilliantly executed, uh, American demons exposed. <laughs> yeah. It, it just, it's, it's amazing. You know? Not only is it amazing, you know what's also amazing to me is um, the whole episode basically is like, because in the letter, he talked about Atticus having a birthright. Mm-hmm. So it's like, him saying, you know, if this is my right, I gotta go see what it is. And my father decided to go out for it for me to see, like, you know, make me go to do this kind of thing. So yeah. I think As all of that was enticing. Right. But like just the whole idea of like a black person in those errors having a birthright from like mm -hmm. his mother's side and not knowing really what that meant. Like, what rights do you have in America in the fifties if you're black? You know, so like yeah, something that is solely considered that should be considered yours and yours only was like very deep and, and thought provoking for me. So just that whole premise was 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 amazing. Yeah, it just it spoke volumes just for like seeing it the first time and then watching it again after you were done with the series. Like, yeah, it, it's like ooh. just the amazing layers that they had and just episode one alone like i said the bus scene of atticus reading about a confederate you know soldier or whatever or some fiction based somewhere and then the woman not saying saying why would you do such a thing and then just that foreshadowing what's happening now in our country and then but the whole darkness the and light yeah even the bus scene is very like the fact of like the whole segregation on the buses and how those white people like sat in the front and mushed together like sardines in a can just because they didn't want to sit in that area like it just it it's ignorance at its highest when people think that they're so smart you know mm -hmm. and it just they got the the writers everyone in the show they got everything down to a t to right like, with the scenery and how everything was portrayed back then and no it, absolutely um so, yeah. Yeah, for me, it's like I didn't realize it till, like I said, that with you. Even more of the like the layers that they that if you peel them back, it just relates to a lot of stuff today. Like 
like the whole monsters of, and then you know being of the light compared to you trying to do something in darkness like 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 a lot of some not all but what a lot of the criminal system and just injustices is happening is like it comes out to light now because of cameras but like just even the idea of like flashing a light at the monster you know like revealing itself you know it's like it's 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 just so many places you can go if you want to dig deep in certain things you know like it's like it's all very true and it's not it feels like it's in your face but not really because it's done in a sci-fi way you know what i'm saying and the whole um which we'll get into it in the next episode with the the white people just wanting it for themselves no sharing you know it it it's literally the world now you know and like it doesn't all belong to white people. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like it belongs to whoever has it and obtains it at that, you know, time. At that like, moment. You can't, take away, right. you can't take away power. You can't take away what's theirs. Right. You know, Absolutely. and that was the significance of the father going, going instead of Atticus is because right. he, didn't, you know. Or being forced to go because we don't, yeah. we're not really sure yet. Yeah. So yeah, what do you. Right. Sorry. No, no, don't be. What do you think of the sci-fi moments of the first episode? Like, what was like one of your your cool moments of the sci-fi? Because I'm not a big sci-fi guy, but like for this, I like I enjoyed most of the sci-fi moments. So, like, how did you feel about it? Um, I'm trying to think of a sci-fi movie that I saw that was a real sci-fi movie because this is my first sci-fi series, and yeah. it made me I think. think it the closest me- thing maybe Star Wars for me to be honest yeah yeah kind of <laughs> you know what i was gonna say <laughs> and it just because it had aliens in it i was gonna say um what was the movie with uh will smith <laughs> independence day but independence that's that sci-fi technically you know it's i guess it is but like, it's so. yeah i guess <laughs> anything that's not really possible i guess because it's so much sci-fi right yeah yeah to me i i never was thinking that that was going to be something that i enjoyed but having Mm -hmm. it there it it definitely made the series a lot better yeah um because of you know all the flashiness and you know the just the colors were so beautiful like the like my favorite sci-fi moment is when um jackie robinson helps tech basically beat up i guess uh the aliens with a bat right but like he has that memory because it was the dream of like i think his his uncle and his brother and his father always told this story so many times that yeah. it kind of came back within this this formative way of him be, um of jackie robinson destroying these monsters and him being saved by it which was very interesting uh, i enjoyed when they were fighting like I enjoyed the opening part of it and then it went like it went from like this to like this and then you saw like you know you saw soldiers fighting you know uh aliens then you saw you know an alien coming down from the you know from the sky from the ship and you're like what is going on <laughs> what is going on what does this signify and mm-hmm. you know just to be confused I guess it's okay to be confused you know right it's in the story but it- <laughs> <laughs> but if you pay attention, it unpacks itself episode by episode, which I thought was yeah. super amazing. So is there anything else you would like to share for our audience before we cap episode one? Oh, um, what do you rate it? I guess is my, my one of my uh, last questions. I rated a four and a half, but almost a five because 
this is the highest rating I've ever give, given a pilot episode. Yeah, I think for me, this was, this was definitely four, four stars. Just because I thought it was shot well, it was filmed well, it was written well. Like, there was no missteps. It was more, mm-hmm. the only reason it's not a five is because they're still building it up. It wasn't like everything was already set on the table. This is it. And, and this is all that there is. Like, it was a slow build, but with, with a lot of intentions, which yeah. I really appreciated because every character had their time on, on, as being shown, right? They weren't like short change, like you said yeah. um, previously when we were talking about this. So I just find all that to be interesting. And I know that wasn't easy to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely applaud them. And I think for a pilot episode, for the first episode of the series, I don't think I'm going to get much lower than a four. But yeah, this episode was definitely a four yeah. for me. It was definitely a four and a half for me because it blew me away when I didn't have any ex- expectations for the series. Yeah. You know? um, like, whew, it was crazy. Like, if so, you haven't seen it, definitely go see it, guys. <laughs> yeah. For me, watching this, like, I watched the first two episodes with my wife. But that's where it ended for her. She wasn't feeling it after the second episode. Yeah. Uh, who did you get to watch it with and who in your household might have watched The Witcher? I guess um, my question. I'm, it, basically, I watched it by myself at first and then my husband like came in and started watching it with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we watch a lot of stuff together because that's my go-to person to watch things with. Um, mm-hmm. But he, I enjoyed it way more than he did. Right. And I don't even know if he finished it <laughs> in a way. Right. Um, but... I, I tell everybody about it. And if quarantine wasn't happening, I would use my projector and throw a list, you know, a screening party for it because everyone needs to to watch this. You know? No, no, I would I would agree with that. And just, you know, coming where we come from and, and seeing the racial divides because of like redlining and things like that. I just think you have such a unique perspective since you kind of you lived in our neighborhood, right? Oh, you lived in what we consider our neighborhood. And you know, you've seen you've seen black people, you've seen white people, like, you know, so I think you just have a unique perspective on, on life. So I really appreciate you even doing this thank with you. me. I I thank you for even giving me this shot. I'm excited and I'm hoping that everybody enjoys my opinion of it and yours. And no, I absolutely. Hope that everybody watch it you know yeah no no this is like even if you think we're being choppy about it just watch the first episode and you can see why we're being choppy it's just a lot going on so it's not easy to pinpoint certain things yeah but it was it was truly an enjoyable pilot episode and just you putting me onto it it was amazing because it's like i knew you felt this way but for us to like display it for like everyone that's going to watch this and and listen to it i just i'm just grateful that you even said yes to like us doing a a little podcast series of this through my podcast (laughs) no thank you (laughs) so i guess we'll wrap it here this has been the first episode of me and jesse covering lovecraft country on americana quill writer to writer please like and subscribe and tell a friend goodbye guys (laughs) bye guys